We are about to begin paragraph Yud, page Lamed Gimel in the standard print of Likut Maran. As we had mentioned when we started, Rav Chaim Kramer points out in the notes, this is one of the longest and most intricate Torahs in Likut Maran, so we are, we are deep in it. To bring us up to speed, we're going to use Rav Chaim Kramer's note on page 380 of the English Likut Maran. We're really addressing Rashi Prakim high points. Again, each one of these points was expounded on at length as we went through the Taira to mitigate any decree, judgment, gzeira that's about to be issued against the world. Chas v'shalom, Rahman al-Islam. But a gzeira is a din Taira, Torah he This is going to involve the tzaddikim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to take an eight as it were, from the tzaddikim. And the tzaddikim will play a dual role. On one hand, and the tzaddikim will minimize the sin before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, make arguments that Amchavzchus bring the merits of Klai to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but also in their role as being the raglan. We said raglan are both B'tayrus Eitzah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but Hashem is sending the tzaddikim out. They will give Teichacha to Klai Yisrael. They will get, uh, inspire Klai Yisrael to do tshuva, and the tzaddikim playing this role in both directions will be able to affect the mituk and the din, not chas v'shalom that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is mevater and just lets things slide. A din, uh, a din is MS, but uh, we explained how, how they're able to affect the mituk and the din, and tshuva on the part of Klai Yisrael is able to affect a mituk and the din and achieve HaKadosh Baruch Hu's purpose uh, in the world without the, without the need for Xerah the way that it, was, uh, that it could have been in its harshest form, chas v'shalom. So we said that's one, that's one idea, but there has to be a connection between the people and the tzaddikim in order to do this, that connection would be the outer seal. This is a Torah. It's called chaisim. chaisim. The inner chaisim is what we just discussed. The outer chaisim is going to be the connection between the people and the tzaddikim uh, in order to achieve the dynamic that we described uh, a few seconds ago. And therefore, that seal, that connection between the people and the tzaddikim is emuna, emunas chachamim. How are the people able to uh, to create this this bond of Amuna? It's drawn from the Shiva Rayim, the leaders of every generation. And we spoke about the Shiva Rayim. Moshe is Raya Mehemna. Uh, the problem is is the, this is what when a person is is at the altitude of understanding, they want to connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and they need to connect via the Tzaddik, uh, etc. So then there's Amun and the Chacham. We know exactly what we have to do, and every all the other influences in the world are just noise. But when a person doesn't have that Amuna yet, so here I am in the middle of just winds all over the place. There's noise, there's things blowing, there's influence, there's things trying to vie for attention and loyalties. There's not only the Raya Mahemna, there's not only the Shiva Rayim, there's not only the appropriate leaders, the Tzaddikim that are anchored and rooted in truth with his batlas, their Tamide Chachamim, but there are the false leaders who have a certain Azus, right, in the immediate sense. It's a tremendous force and a tremendous influence, and they want to usurp the leadership. How is a person able to break free from this influence to be able to attach themselves to, uh, to to the the ashras, to the emes, to the tzaddikim? And we explained the idea of an azus de kedusha, and we spoke about the azus de kedusha both in a klaliistic sense, in terms of the people attaching themselves to the tzaddikim and to uh, and to Taira and to Akadish Baruch Hu and to the rutzen of, of the rebbeinu but also in a pratiistic sense, where in each person there's the influence of the body, the influence of the Gashmias, and then there's the influence of the Neshama. And these, the, the system is really designed, it's an integrated whole. A person needs to eat. The person is not trying to just downplay uh, any sort of a Gashmiastic influence. A person gets hungry and needs to eat. The question, like we said, is Barasi Yetzahar, Barasi Taira Tavlin. A Tavlin doesn't mean to get rid of things. A Tavlin means to spice it up, to direct it. To what is the Neshama? What is the underlying force behind something? So the same way that we are going to talk about lessening the influence, not necessarily 
get rid of the Gashmias, but to lessen the influence, the driving force of the Gashmias considerations of those things having uh, having an autonomy, having a, a say in and of themselves, like the other leaders in the world. There's a lot of a lot of things that go on in the world uh, that are ancillary, supportive, secondary to supporting uh, to supporting ultimately. Sometimes we sit in the base madrash, and sometimes there's other things that have to be done. There's other um, there's other governors, if you will. Others, every town needs a mayor. You need to get roads, right? Whatever it is. But the driving force between everything needs to be uh, that it's subsidiary, it's subservient, it's it's mevatel itself to tzaddikim, to the true leadership, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When leaders of other things take on their own their, their own positions, those become extreme positions. Instead of being anchored in the center, they vie for attention themselves and certainly for uh, for things that are not uh, rooted. They, they mamish, like if you think about it, those are things that are mamish pulling you away from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So we are able to counter this immediate influence, this azus with an azus to kedusha. Uh, and we discussed the idea of a coil of Kedusha versus a what would be a corresponding parallel to a coil. An echo, it's something that bounces back. It doesn't have its own source, but it's it's the the uh, the sounds and the influence that's caused. Sometimes even the outside forces will be dormant, but when a person has this iris, when the forces of Kedusha are on the rise, well, so too will be the echo on the rise. There's, there's going to be equal and opposite, so to speak, from your point of view. You need to be, and how do you focus on the call instead of get distracted by the echo? And we spoke about that in terms of avoda as well. I feel that I have a need. I feel that I have a lack. What do I need? Am I missing kedusha, or am I missing? I need to earn more money. I need to have more entertainment. And I, I know that that there's a void in me. But what is it that's going to fill that void? So we said that a person needs to have shimish chachamim. They need to engage the ma'isa towards, like we said, being subservient, being secondary to the tzaddikim, secondary to the kedusha. Do mitzvahs ma'isias. And then one will be able to subdue the azus of the other side, and they'll be able to break down these other considerations, break down the goof, break down the other people, again, Clolius and Proteus, and make it subservient, attach it to... Attach it to the tzaddikim. Now, the... the Azis to Kedusha that's needed to be able to do this, to come close to the Shiva Roam, to come close to the Amuna, to be able to attach ourselves to the Tzaddik, this is attained through Simcha, through joy. And we said that Simcha is associated with the Bechina of Nasev Nishma. Nasev being what a person relates to, and we put it into a framework of Tyra and Tfila. There's the Tyra, there's the Mitzvahs, there's the Psukim that deal with the Mitzvahs, and then there's the Nishma, there's the Nistarais, there's something that seems to be hidden. There's a tremendous amount of depth there. Tfila is reaching beyond myself. It's attaching a person, Davin's chas v'shalom, if there's a gzera in the world, if somebody is sick, tefillah, we said, Lashen Zion is a, is a, a, nis, a nisi. It's a, it's something that's uh, from the point of view of Teva could be miraculous. It's reaching beyond where a person is. A person has a yearning, a desire, they attach. A relationship could be it could be deeper than any simon of that relationship, but uh, on the other hand, you need something tangible. So we spoke about this iterative process between Nasa and Nishma. There's what I, there's what I relate to, but on the other hand, there's the understanding that what I'm relating to is actually just, uh, this is the piece that's in front of me, it's something that's that's much, much larger, it's part of a much larger system, it's part of something that's beyond anything in this world, uh, and that gives me an appreciation of both what I'm relating to and how much more there is to do, and you need both of these things, because if... 
I show you something that you have no relationship with. I tell you that this is the most intricate language in the in the world, but for whatever the reason, you're never going to be able to appreciate it. You won't speak it. It has nothing to do with you. It's talking about something on another planet. That's wonderful. I know that it exists, but um, but the truth is really who cares. On the other hand, if I show you something that uh, that's totally within your sphere of reference, uh, addition, subtraction, something easy, I can appreciate it for the moment, and then I move on. It's something that's it's something that's there. Something that I appreciate, but it's not anything that's going to drive me. But if let's say let's in our context, let's say we're learning a tyrus uh, tyrus pnimi, right? I tell you, I show you a sampling of something, and I show you look at this parsha in the Torah and these psukim in Navi and this mishnah that's describing a halacha and a uh, and and a medrash, and I show you that if you look at all of these things, they're all based on the same formula. There's a dynamic, there's a unity in the world, and I I could show you this sampling of when you really take. A, take a step back and you start to understand the structure, how Kaddish Baruch Hu relates to the world, you'll see that all of this is actually an expression of Hashem's unity. And I say, I thirst for more. I say, I, I understand what it is that you showed me. And if I could come to a point where I can look at the entire Torah that way, the entire Bria that way, and, and then I, I, I can have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and I can understand where I fit into the process, the Hisparus, like we talked about in, uh, in the beginning, we, we had a whole discussion about it, the first year of Torah Yitzayi, just the unity and the beauty and the intricacy and the sophistication and ultimately the yichud of the world, then I thirst for more. But the reason that I thirst for more is because of the peace that I relate to. So this process is Nasev and Ishma. This was a very prominent theme. Uh, we're going to reference it in Torah of Aleph. Uh, this idea of Makifin and Makifin to Makifin of where I am, what I understand, what I don't understand yet. I'm not at that level yet, but I relate to it and I want to internalize it and the things that are beyond that. And as I continue to expand myself or alternatively say that I internalize that level that's directly beyond me, so then that becomes my Nasev that becomes internalized, that becomes integrated, and then the next level that was previously uh, I had no direct connection with, that becomes the level that I'm striving for, and at each level, I am going to say that the Nasa is what I relate to, and the Nishma is what I don't uh, relate to yet, and the Nishma we broke up actually into two separate uh, categories. One is what I'm striving for, and the other one is the the, the product of the striving itself, the Shtoikikus itself. Uh, even if I don't, I'm, I'm holding the level where I, I can't even perceive, I don't understand uh, something that's beyond me, but the desire, the feeling of the void, the fact that I want to learn Torah, I want to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's also B'Tairus Nishma, paragraph Yud. At every step, this is an iterative process, this Nasev Nishma, this growing, this incorporating, this integrating, and moving on to the next step at every stage and at every Oilam, whatever the Oilam is mean for now, Bechinas Nasev Nishma, Nigla Vinistar, Kikol Echel Lefimadregaso, Ye Bechinas Nase, wherever a person is holding, they have their Nase. That could be thinking levels of maturity, thinking levels of age and levels of education. There's things that I understand, there's things that I don't understand, but I relate to, and there's things that totally outside of, of, of what I even uh, have a relationship with. The Nase is a Bechina of Taira. Hainuhan Niglas Lo. The things that I do relate to, they're revealed to me. Ubechinas Nishma, Shehi Bechinas Nistarais, something that's Nishma, I will hear. I don't see it. It's not in front of me. It's not revealed. For me, it's something that I don't, it's not within my Avoda. I, sometimes people try to fool themselves. They do something that they don't, it's, it's not really within their Avoda. Maybe they saw that somebody that was greater than them did a particular action which was in 
align with what their avoda was, and I say, I'm going to do that too, but a person might not even grow from it. And then it becomes confusing because they think that they were doing actions that were such kadosh, holy dick actions, and, 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 and advanced, and they can fool themselves. They're like a character in a play, and it really, there's no bridge, there's a gap between where their, their heart is and what they're actually doing. But this is a bechina of tefillah, it's a dvekus, it's an attachment point, it's deeper, the, the, the emotions are deeper than anything that I'm, that's actually revealed to me on an intellectual level. If I understand that I'm doing it because I understand it, so why am I doing it? it it's wonderful that I've developed an appreciation for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for truth, for Torah, but ultimately I'm doing it because I understand it. If I'm 10 years old, I'm 50 years old, I'm 100 years old, I'm not infinity years old, I still have a limited perspective. If I'm only going to do those things that I understand, then my avoda is very limiting. But if I attach myself through something deeper, I have his batlas, I'm going to do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is Chais Meshel HaKadosh Baruch Hu MS, and there's Taira and at a comma that I can develop an appreciation with my kalim for that, so then Baruch Hashem, I'll develop a deeper appreciation, but that's because my hispatlas to it, not solely because I am able to take what the Torah is and understand it myself. As a person expands, they go to the next darga, they take those things that were previously beyond them, and then they incorporate it, they integrate it, those things become begoli to them, and now they expand what the next Nishma is going to be, they have a new circle that's outside of themselves. They're continuously expanding so that they integrate what was previously beyond them, and now they have a new next stage that previously there was a gap, there was no bridge, they couldn't relate to it at all, and now that is the next level. As a person goes from stage to stage, from step to step, every person is going to have the Nasa, what they have, and the Nishma, what's beyond them. Uh, there is a very interesting note here in Rabbi Atiyah's uh, Likut Maran. Uh, he asks a question from, from different places. Sometimes it seems to say that we make tefillah. <coughs> Over here we're saying that we should make tefillah taira. We should take those things that are beyond us. Tefillah is a lashon of nistar. Tefillah is the things of those things outside. And then we make those into Tyro. We make those into nigla. And he says that later on in Tinyana, Tyro Chavhei, it says the opposite, that we make Tyra into Tefillah. We take those things that we have a hard time relating to when we daven. We take a, a concept that we learn, look in Likutei Tefillahs. We take some of these, uh, a person learns a halacha, a person learns a piece of Tyra, and then they turn that into a Tefillah. So, this seems to be uh, the other way. In other words, what's our avoda? How are we? Uh, how are we approaching this? And I think he explains it a very nice way. If we talk about the the ideas, the bechinas of Torah and Tefillah, Torah is a halacha. It's something that's within my uh, within my understanding, within my ability to relate to. There's staka. There's whatever it is that I have to be doing. So that's Taira. Tefillah is the hishtaikus, the desire for additional uh, uh, additional depth. I can't just sink down there right away. I have to I have to attach myself to it. If a person goes too deep too fast, maybe the pressure uh, will be harmful. So we, he says that these are really two halves of the same whole. On one hand, what we've been talking about is taking tefillah, taking things that we have a relationship with but don't necessarily understand and we want to expand ourselves. We internalize that. We take those things that we our only relationship to it is the dveikas ta'kadosh baruch We don't yet understand it, and we take that and turn it into Tyra, something that we can act on, something that's practical, something that's within us, that's taking tefillah and making it into Tyra. On the other hand, when you take Tyra and you make it into tefillah, 
He says that, what does this mean? It means that there's aspects of Taira, maybe it's a certain halachas that I can't be mekayim yet, I have a hard time with, or maybe the halachas I'm doing, I don't have an appreciation for it. I take those areas of Torah and I direct it, if I'm already doing it, Baruch Hashem, I take those and I turn it into a tefillah, that I should be able to relate to it, that I should be able to be mekayim it, I should understand additional depth. So he says that, that really, in a certain sense, that that area of Taira is b'tairas tefillah. In other words, when we say that, take the Taira and turn it into a tefillah, we take we, we we take the Torah that that ultimately we want to relate to as Torah as halachas as, uh, as as something that is within within us and we we turn that into a tefillah we say we have a dvekas for that we want to attach to that and that becomes a tefillah and then it goes back around and then once we develop a relationship with it and we start increasing we go midargaladargo so then that becomes our our nishma becomes nasa the nistar becomes nigla again and uh, and so we go and he says he brings from likute halachas. In Hilchas Reish Chaydesh, we're, we're learning on Ervash Chaydesh Kislev Baruch Hashem. He say he brings his part of the lush and says Ikara Taira Hu Akiyum Kiloa Midrash Hu Ikar Elahamaisa. When we talk about Taira, a person who's Tamil Chacham, he's mevatel himself to the Taira. My mind, a person has a framework in how they think about things. My mind thinks in Torah thoughts. The Ikar Taira is is the the Maisa, but it's not just the the Maisa in terms of the acts. In other words, I can act one way and I can understand something else, like you know a famous Famously, without going through the whole story, you know, people questioned, I believe it was Aristotle. Again, that's one of these cases where the story is true. The facts might not be, but uh, the way that I've heard it quoted about Aristotle, also I think an ethics professor in Harvard or something, uh, had, there was a similar story. So, but, it, but they questioned about unethical behavior, and he said, when I'm on the podium, when I'm talking about ethics, then I'm able to, you know, break it down. I'm able to discuss it. I'm able to speak about the uh, the, the highest ideals. And when I step off the podium, I'm a I'm a human being. Uh, but where is that connection? It doesn't make it doesn't mean that oh, I have to. That's not necessarily inconsistent. The way the the other way that I said is, do I have to uh, do I have to be a triangle in order to teach geometry? Bertram Russell was uh, was who he said he said people asked him because he was a professor in ethics. He said I also taught geometry. I didn't have to be a triangle to teach geometry. Uh, something along those lines. But it, but in any event, when a, when a, when a person is uh, the ikker of Tyra is not just the idea of learning it on an intellectual level. It's understanding, like we said before, that Tyra is not an instruction manual. It's a physics book. You can't separate the idea of understanding the MS from what you do. If a person understands, if if you understand that something is hot, then by definition you don't touch it. If you're going to touch it anyway, then you didn't truly understand it was hot. If that example helps. So the ikker Tyra is be'etzem the mice. It's the integration. A person learns about stucco, or a person, by the way, learns about chesed, and then after they close the book, then they act totally inconsistent with stucco, totally in, in, inconsistent with the, the position of chesed, then what were they learning? They weren't learning Torah as an expression of reality in MS and the world. They were learning Torah as an interesting study, something that's sichlius. If, if, if a person is separating out uh, is is a stepping at the intellectual study of Torah and the and the, the lemaisa. A person can't be a a, a big tamil chacham and also be a total chutzpah, not be a ben tyra. A person has to be a ben tyra, a ben oilam haba. That doesn't mean uh, that means that this is they're a son of tyra. This they're a part of it. That is part of their life. We discussed I think uh, a couple of years ago the idea of being a ben oilam haba. Maybe in tyra chafalaf also. Uh, we're talking about idea bechira. But in any event, the uh, so th- this is the idea of 
of, of making Tyra Tfila and Tfila Tyra. The idea of Sisrei, Sisrei Tyra is Be'etzim HaBechina of Tfila, and then you take those, and as you integrate it, that makes uh, that makes your Tfila into Tyra, and the Tyra that you want to relate to, that you have not yet integrated it, you turn that into a Tfila, because it's outside of you until you bring it back, uh, just two sides of the same process. Um... One other point he brings from the Kutei Halachas in, in the Hilchas Erev Tchumen says that a person needs to constantly be mechadesh, uh, mechadesh in Taira and Avoda. It's a bechina of Kabbalah's Taira, and Kabbalah's Taira is a bechina of Nasev and Nishma when a person is making chidushim in Taira, and we'll see, not necessarily, uh, it doesn't have to be chidushim in an intellectual level, but even chidushim in terms of his iris, a freshness that also is representative in Kabbalah's Taira. It's a bechina of Nasev and Nishma. And we can reference just a, a line or two from the Kitzur in Tarech of Aleph. We said that, you know, this idea is very prominent over there. It says, uh, Use Kabbalistic language. But we said that uh, until even before something is integrated, it has to be in the world. It has to be related, relatable to. It has to be at least born before it's born. So it's a Bechina of Ibor. It's Bechina of still being uh, within pregnancy, so to speak. Uh, skipping a line, Vazar. What does a person have to do? They have to scream out. That's tefillah. Tefillah is going to bring it out. How is it going to bring out the level, the new levels of Torah through tefillah? Um, etc. And he actually says in the next paragraph, in paragraph Yedalav, person has zero chiddush, zero freshness. So how are they learning Torah? In a certain sense, their Torah is, uh, like we said, it's limited to their intellectual capacity. They're not relating to Torah really as something that's beyond, that's infinite, that's ain't saifias. They're, they're, they're learning Torah. That's a good thing. So he says that they're going to get schar, but they have to realize, he actually says, Hashem is happy that you're learning uh, the Torah, but when you're going to darshan to the rabbim, when you're going to teach Torah, so then you're really, you're acting as a channel for something that's much greater to you. You have to be relating to Torah, uh, but Torah is Chiddush. So if you didn't learn Torah, Chaf Aleph, go back to it. Um, unbelievable. Torah is every Torah. After you see another Torah, and then you're able to take that and go back and understand even another level of depth. Uh, amazing. So further in the text, Every World uh, system, as it were, kimashu la oilam azeb bechinas nishma hula oilam hagalgalim, which is the kechavim, the mazalais bechinas nasa. So th- this is uh, uh, again, you know, he's using different systems, different relation, different consciousness, so to speak. You know, w- one way that you could say one of the miracles, uh, as it were, of creation, the yesh ayin, maybe the biggest miracle that a kodesh baruch hu. Created a hechetimza that there could be a nivra that has self awareness, and once it has self awareness, it also has awareness, could have awareness of our Kaddish Baruch Hu. If everything is just buttled to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, if a person closes it, if, you, if this example helps, if you close your eyes and I tell you lift your right arm, you lift your right arm. Your right arm doesn't have its own awareness, its own prerogative, it doesn't have to do anything else, it's not creating any friction. If it did create friction, then that means that something is wrong with, uh, with what's going on in your brain or what's going on in terms of the connection between your brain brain and, and your limbs. If a person's able to close their eyes and just I tell you which finger you should move, it's all part of one whole. It doesn't have its own identity. Part of the uh, the the chiddish, the yesh and the nase, we don't even understand what it means that everything is really our own self and our Kaddish Baruch Hu created that the Bria should have an awareness uh, that, that we should think that we exist, we have para- our own pra- prerogative, our own bachira. So different systems, as it were, there's kaychavim, there's malachim, uh, 
whatever exactly this means, they have different awarenesses. And what's beyond the scope of awareness for one system is really within the scope of consciousness and awareness for another system. We'll leave it at that. And each one of these oilamos, these systems have an expanded consciousness where uh, where what's uh, we list in Teru Hafal, if we said that something is burnt in the chuppah of its friend, that what uh, what warms me what I have a relationship with would burn somebody else. And alternatively, there's things that would burn me. They're outside of anything that I could relate to. And a tzaddik or the person that's above me, um, they would be warmed by it. So there's different uh, there's different levels. Everything is relative uh, in Erechim. V'zebechinas tairas Hashem v'tairasai. The first Pasuk in Tehillim says, Ki'im b'tairas Hashem cheftai u'b'tairasai yagayomam v'layla. He has a desire. It's outside. It's tefillah. It's beyond me. I desire the Tairas Hashem, but once I create a connection with it, it becomes Tairaso, it becomes mine. The Nishma becomes the Nasa, the Tairaso, because Mitrila, Tairas Hashem, who Bechinas Nistar, Tairas Nistar, like this, Hanis Tarais, Lashem Alekenu, which we'll t- talk about that Pasuk in a second. When a person expands, it becomes his Torah. It goes from Hanasaros Lashem Alokeinu to going that 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 what we were talking about a second ago is no longer Nistaros. It's no longer Behester. It's no longer beyond me. It's no longer hidden to uh, and within the so to speak by Hashem Alokeinu. A Kaddish Baruch who gives me Rishus over it, me Bailas. It says that Luchas Veshivrei Luchas are are Munachin Ba. And a person has to give covet to a Tamil Chacham, even a Tamil Chacham that intellectually might have forgot his Torah, but a person that is batless, he, he he integrated the Torah into himself, that's a different person. You have to, you have to give covet to such a Tamil Chacham. This Pasuk, the Pshat in the Pasuk, Hanistar, Lashem Elokeinu, is talking uh, that uh, things that are Nister, things that are Averis, that are going on inside a person's head, how can how can the Rabbin be punished for the Hirhurim of a Yachid? Uh, and Rashi explains in the Pshat of the Pasuk over there, that that uh, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not going to punish for the nistaros. Those are Lashem Elokeinu, and those will be well, the consequences will be taken from the yachid. But the niglois lanu levanenu for the niglos, there's going to be communal responsibility. Aval niglos lanu levanenu levar harami kerbenu v'emlonasa din bahem yaanshu harabim. But we are going to discuss the pnimius of the pasuk. Let's just read the pasuk inside. So uh, we have the words Hanistaros Lashem Elokeinu. The hidden things pertain to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. When the revealed things are to us and our children, lasais to do as called divre hatayra hazos, all of the divre tayra, which we'll have to discuss, the words of the tayra. Uh, so in the text, So this is hidden. It's Lashem Elokeinu. This is a bechin of nishma, something that shayach to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's not shayach to uh, to us. Vahaniglois lanu levanenu. But the things that are nigla are to us and our uh, generations, our children. Zebachinas nasa that a person is able to be masig what is nigla ad oilam. It's part of the pasuk. Lasa forever. Lasa is called divrei atayra. It says that uh, to us and our children, to, forever to do for Nitzchi is to do all of the divrei atayra. What does this mean? Going into our atayra, she midarga ledarga. 
that we should go from level to level. As we expand that the things that were previously beyond us, previously Nistaros, those will become Nigla, those will become Nasa. Right? It, it's, it's something that uh, there are going to be things that are not within the realm of this world that will never be understood at this stage. But there are other things, again, I, to me, it's easy to use the, the stage of the... The, the stages of maturity, the stages of children, there are things that if you tell, even no matter how much you detail it, even if they could repeat it word for word, if you tell a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, they're just beyond the maturity, any any sort of a relationship of, of having an understanding with it. It would be like, uh, be, be explaining, understanding, uh, explain the music theory, uh, okay, to somebody that's never heard music before. So that's inherently something that's nister to the person. As they grow up, they mature, they become exposed to things. So then it's like, uh, it, it's, it makes sense. You tell somebody that doesn't know what a bicycle is, oh, it's like riding a bicycle. Uh, even if they've seen it a thousand times, they've never experienced the, uh, you know, the sensation of balancing. And then once they do, so now that's no longer nister, that's nigla. But you, until a person has a relationship with it, you couldn't explain it. Vizel Lasa, he says, called Divrei Atayra. The Divrei Atayra, like we said, is this Psukim, and then there's the things that are Makif the Psukim. There's the actual substance of the mitzvah, let's say, and then there's Vaidabra Hashem Amaisha Lemar. There's the extra Vav. There's whatever it is, the things that are tremendous secrets and, and unbelievable Taira ideas that are learned from these things that are not Nigla in terms of what actually the messaging of the Pasuk is. It's under the surface, and you're taking those Divrei Taira and you're turning them into Lasa. So you're going to make Lasa out of Divrei Taira. Divrei Taira, Hemdi Burei Taira, Shesvivas mitzvah like we discussed we're going to take that divrei Torah those things that are nister that are that are latent almost in divrei Torah and we're going to turn them into lasso something that we do have a relationship with that's what it means that it's eternal it's this process of going of, of developing a relationship with of developing deeper and deeper uh, connections with reality with, with Ein Saifi with the Ratz and Hashem, that is going to go, that's an iterative process that keeps on going on, we're going to discuss it soon, it can come closer and closer until forever. Lasos, Lasos, Daika, Bechinas, Nasa. So that's the Pasuk finishes off. Uh, Lasos is Dafka, specifically a Bechina of Nasa. Again, what we're trying to do is make Lasos out of Divrei Taira. Divrei Torah are those things that are Makifin, uh, the things that uh, are in the Pasuk, but Pateris Nista, Every person needs to go from level to level, step to step, and from one universe to the next, a world in terms of the Oilamas, Atzilas, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya. I'm going to suggest a couple things. I think that there's potentially truth to all of them. I don't know necessarily uh, if this is what Rabbeinu means. Uh, one, a person has to go midarga lidarga from step to step. If each step is, let's say, one unit away from the next, there might not necessarily be an inherent difference between 1 to 2, 3 to 4, 13 to 14, or 104 to 105. They're all, they're all one unit apart, and each time a person progresses one unit to the next. However, as a person is progressing, where well, you go 
six, seven, eight, nine, and then you're in double digits, right? A person goes one month at a time, and all of a sudden they were a freshman in high school, and now they're a sophomore. Maybe the the curriculum changes, some of the goals change. So a person has to concentrate, just put one step in front of the next. Uh, however, with the, with the ultimate goal is also not just to stay within the same altitude that you're at, at some point to actually reach the next level. Uh, that's that's one idea. Another idea that we could say, perhaps, is midarga lidarga is from my point of view, as far as I'm concerned, I can only go one step to the next. As far as when I zoom out, and I'm not looking from my perspective, just climbing a mountain, putting one foot in front of me, but if I take a step back and I look at this person growing from the outside looking in, that's from Eilam to Eilam. So as a person looks at his avoda, you just focus on doing the next thing. However, in a cloliistic sense, the person's going by Eilam Eilam, and I'll suggest one other thing also. Uh, as, uh, it says that a person goes midarga lidarga. Why not just say that a person has to get as close as possible to the insight within the time allotted to him? A person has to grow as much as possible because this is not just a practical thing. This is this is actually the avoda. The avoda is to grow. Uh, one level at a time. Why? So this is in line with, with, with you know, I think the way that we've been addressing it. We've been talking about Nasiv and Nishma, there, and also within the last Tyra. A, a person has the things that he does. A person has the things that he has yet to do. The circle rights outside of him, his makifin, and then you know beyond that, and then there are the things that are not even within the you know w- within the frame of reference. If a person does something that he doesn't relate to, that's not necessarily growth. They're acting like they're they're acting like uh, like some like somebody that's not really him. Either the person will break, uh, or if they don't break, then they'll just uh, they they won't grow from it. At some point, it's like if you take something and you bend it too hard, it's not going to bend. Either at some point it will snap, or it'll just spring back to the place it was originally. You have to apply small but constant pressure in order to really make an effect. As a person grows, and we 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 engage in Nasev and Nishma, a person does not only have a relationship in what he's already doing, what his behaviors are, the way that he thinks. There's also a person's ambitions and goals. Those are very real. When you ask me what type of person I am, there are the things that I engage in, but there are also my goals. These are the things that I'm working towards. Some of those might be the things that I'm working forward in the next uh, five days. Some of them might be in the next five months. Some of them might be in the next five years or in the next five minutes. The fact that I haven't reached my immediate or my medium goals yet doesn't mean that I don't relate to them because those define my headspace now and they even will define sort of the intent and the enthusiasm and how I'm going to relate to, uh, you know, am I going to sprint? Am I going to jog slowly? Well, that depends. Am I jogging? Am I running a, a long-term race? Am I running a, a, a short-term, you know, I just want to go as fast as possible for now? So when we talk about Nasev and Nishma, a person has actually a relationship not only with the step now, but he has a relationship also with the step directly in front of him and the Olam that he's trying to get to, and those should actually be constantly within the frame of reference, even if a person's not there yet, if that if that kind of makes sense. So as a person grows, he's growing with the next step and then where he's going, and he keeps that in front of him. There's what I'm doing now, this is what I'm working towards, and then tomorrow, what I was working towards now becomes what I'm working on now, and then I have the next, uh, the next nishma. 
Interestingly, I happened to open up a Priya Aretz, Rav Menachem Mendel Vitebsk, on Parshas Taldus, in his own language, he discusses this idea. It's just different windows to the truth. Each time a person takes the Bechinas Nishma, what he has not gotten to yet, it's still Nister from him, it's Bechina Tfila. it's what he's yearning towards, but Tfila is Dveikas. I have an attachment to that, even though I, I, don't, I haven't achieved it yet. It's not, I haven't incorporated it yet. Tfila, I reach out to Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's a relationship, it's a dynamic, it's something outside of me, Bechinas divrei Tairish HaSvivas HaMetzvah, like we've been describing, Bechinas Tairish Hashem, it's not Tairish so yet, I haven't done it yet, Yen Nasem Izeh, Bechinas Nasem, I'm going to internalize it, Bechinas Nigla, it becomes revealed, Bechinas Tairah, Bechinas Tairah, so uh, it becomes my Tairah, Vihi Loi Bechinas Nishma, Gavaya Yaser, and then the what becomes Nishma Tim is going to be even higher, it's going to be the next level. Vechain Bchol Pam, Yelech Midarga Lidarga, Mimala Lamala, and this again, this is the process, one stage at a time, Achyavo Beratius, Nakuda Sabria. So if it keeps on going higher and higher, when does it stop? We're just going higher until what? It becomes a certain point which is just outside of the realm of what, what a person can accomplish, can relate directly to. This is the beginning of Atzilus. So that there's a point where we stop it from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective, Kiviachal, as it were. Imagine gradient colors. So there's something that's just totally arranged. So if there's no relationship directly with any of Nivram, so, uh, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Nivram, so it goes, you know, slightly, a little bit darker and darker and darker, but there's no perceptible difference. You still can't stare at it. It's just too bright to even distinguish between brightnesses. And at some point, it's something that it's not going to blind you. That racist Nakuda, each each Oilam, Atzilas, Bria, Yitzira, Sia, and over here it mentions that really there's Oilamos even above. Above Atzilas, there's Ak, Adam Kadmain, there's Oilam Hamalbush, Hatihiru, certain things that even the Sifrei Ari don't talk about, they don't discuss, they're not within the realm of, of Avoda. However, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective, anything that's within this process, once HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the Heretims of this, like we, we use as a mushal, this gradient process continuously getting there, there are going to be uh, there is going to be parts that are uh, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's point it's dimmer, as it were, than the ultimate uh, the ultimate Ain Sof, but from our point of view it's still beyond, the Reishis Nekudas Habriya that is relevant to us is the beginning of Atsilos that ultimately is going to develop, and this is true, by the way, with every Oilam, as we go from one to the next. Every Oilam is made up, Keser, Chach, Mabina, Chesek, Bur, Tiferes, Nesachot, Yisoyed, and Malchus, and then the Malchus of one world, as it were, conveying the Malchus is what's practical, it's something that um, that now is the Kli, the Malchus of one world is really the Keser of the next, like a chain link, they're interlinked, that last chain of the upper one is the first link uh, in the next chain, but the, the first thing that as it were, it was like almost like the practice. Kaddish Baruch Hu was handing over, as it were, it was delivering the what would have been like the Malchus from beforehand into the Rashis, the Keser of Atzilus. And we're not going deep into the spheres now in terms of the the what would be considered the Atik, the Atik Yoimin of Atzilus. That's where we are working towards in the realm of Aravod. And now, just going back over here to one point, he mentions from Likutei Alachas Chayson Mishpat Chelik Beis Hilchas Matana. We'd said that uh, that a person goes from level to level, and a person has kisufim, a person has yearning, desires, gaguin, uh, even for things that are outside of oneself. A person has not yet engaged in that type of avoda, but he's engaged in having that level uh, that level of ratzen. Uh, we've actually spoken in the past about being a ben oilam habad. Does not mean uh, does not mean that I'm going to get reward. It means that I'm living now as a ben oilam habad. That, that, that right now. 
my desires, the way that I relate to my actions, the way that I relate to the chashivas, the substance of what I'm accomplishing, the example that we used was I'm flipping a light switch. What did I do? If you're going to define that action, did I move a piece of plastic one centimeter or did I turn on a light? If you're going to talk to a one-month-old, then they don't even understand the idea that this plastic is linked to electricity. They move the piece of plastic, right? It would not be melechas machsheves, you know, possibly if you're talking about terms of halacha, it's not going to do anything. A person that understands that the, that the switch... Uh, switches on a light, so then they didn't move plastic, they turned on a light. That's exactly what we'd say. Well, if a person lives as a ben oilam haba, they are relating to this world of oilam haba in this world. They're relating to even this world of something outside of themselves, and he brings from Likute Alachis this idea of constantly this iterative process, Nasa Venishma, making the next level into today's Nasa. And this is really what Oilam Haba uh, is. Oilam Haba is, is now that we're not going to have the limitations of this world. It's the understanding, the, the Giloy of, of understanding what was previously Nister. There are certain things in this world that we can grow in that level, but Oilam Haba is going to be on a profoundly different level. Uh, and he says over here, V'kal echad to the extent that we engaged in this world, in these kisufim, these desires, in this rutzen, even if there was things that we couldn't attain. But in Davro Rutzen, there was nothing from stopping us in this world from having the rutzen. So in this world, there are things that we might not have done, but there are things that we had the rutzen for in this world. And that means in the next world, now it's going to open up. We're going to have a relationship with those things that we had a desire for. Never be scared to dream. Say, oh, there's no point. Dream because that gives you a relationship with something and then you'll reap the benefit of that. You're going to live it. This is the delight, the, the the things that opened up in front of us, which is a hasogas elakus. Now he says that uh, every person can have a relationship with a certain degree of nister, but to the extent that we engage in this process, that's going to be uh, that's going to be in our oilam haba. We're going to live it in oilam haba. It's not just going to be oilam uh, haba is uh, you know I do I do good actions and I get tickets and I give in tickets and get reward. The reward that I'm giving is having a direct relationship with those things that I had desires and yearning for in this world. So we're saying that Nasev and Nishma is, it's, it's a function really the way we've been describing of Avoda. If, it, if that's true, then Nasev and Nishma exists only within the realm of something that's relevant to Avoda. In our example that we used before, there are stages from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's point of view, as it were, that are already lesser than Ein Sof, but that are way beyond anything that the Bria relates to. So in the example that we used, if let's say you have the brightest white light possible that you couldn't even look, you'd become blind. And then it becomes progressively darker and darker and darker. But even if it's a hundred levels darker, from the point of view of a person looking at it, they would still become blind. It's still beyond anything that they could look at. From the point of view of the uh, of the source of the light, it's darker. At some point, it becomes the racious Nakuda Sabria, as far as where somebody could be able to tell, oh, that's something that's not going to be blinding, or it's something that's not pure white light. Where does Nasa Vinishma exist? Does, the, the whole idea of Nasa Vinishma, does that top out 
at the Rashis Nakudas Abriya of where of where the Briya starts as far as we're concerned. So the Surabainu so says, Vishom, even Bimakum Elyon, even beyond that point, Yesh Gamkain Bachinas Nasavinishma, this dynamic exists. It's in the system that Akhadish Baruch Hu created, even beyond any system that we could have, because the Yisrova, right? of Kachabrichu Khadhu, there's aspects of we're gonna see Tyra Sashem. We said that when a person learns, they make Tyra Sashem into Tyra Sai. They take it, they incorporate it, they integrate it, they have a direct relationship with it. But there's a level of Torah that's beyond that. If uh, what we'll say in a second. Now this is an erchin. This is all relative. As far as the Torah, what's the bechina of nishma over there? That's beyond the racious nakudas abria, beyond the world of atzilus. Who Torah Hashem be'emes? The the true Torah Hashem that. Actually, there's nothing within the Bria that can relate to it. The Torah Hashem, when we talk about Torah Hashem, it's a borrowed term. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. If, let's say, uh, we use this as an example. Let's say you have chukim and mishpatim. So the way that we think about that is mishpatim are mitzvahs that have reasons. That's how sometimes people say. And chukim are mitzvahs without a reason. On the other hand, how can you say that it's something that inherently doesn't have a reason? We say that Shlomo Melech understood the reasons for all mitzvahs, except for certain aspects of paraduma. And I believe the Medrash says that that Moshe Rabbeinu also understood Paraduma. If you're telling me that it's something that's actually not rational, it doesn't have a reason, then you can't say that there's anybody in the world that would have understood it because it inherently is something that's a chayk. It's inherently something that doesn't have a reason. Elamai, it's something beyond the realm of what we relate to. And that could be a traveling point. So, for instance, if you're talking to a kid uh, and a kid uh, understands addition, subtraction, maybe even multiplication, division, they don't understand understand how to do it, but they see that it makes sense. Now you show them algebra and you tell them, well, 6 plus x equal 14. That's a chayk. That's irrational. That makes no sense. Numbers and letters don't add together. Now you take a person that understands how algebra works and they understand the idea, no, because the letter is a variable. It's a placeholder. Okay, now I understand. I have to figure out how to do the problem, but it's not something that's irrational. I just didn't have access to that system. So inherently, is it a chayk? No, it's really almost a relative term. When we So we say Tyrus Hashem and Tyrus Sai, that that there's something that's actually what we would call inherently Tyra Hashem. There's some aspect of Tyra or some level of Tyra at a certain altitude that's inherently Tyra that is Tyra Hashem. That's not what's going to become Tyra So because people things within the Bria inherently do not have a relationship with it. Um, we'll suggest why. But the, in, in terms of a sh- so there's Tyra Hashem and then it becomes a borrowed term. When we relate to Tyra, any when we say Tyra Hashem, it's something that's beyond where I've reached, beyond where I have a relationship with. Then I learn it, that I incorporate it. That's not inherently Tyra Hashem. It's just called Tyra Hashem as opposed to my Tyra because I didn't get there yet. But that's a borrowed term. In, but what what actual Tyra Hashem is? That's something that's that's Nishma. It's inherently beyond. Now in a second we're going to say that that that's only Nishma because Kafi the Tyra of this world as opposed to the Tyra of next world. So that's not. But then we're going to say there's something called Tfilas Hashem also. So the same way that we've been saying that Torah is Nasa and Tfilah is Nishma, Tfilah is beyond. So th- th- that will have, uh, we're, we're going to say that also. So it's not that 
Tyrus Hashem is Nishma. Tyrus Hashem is Nishma compared to our Tyra, but then there's also this this dynamic, this traveling dynamic that Tyrus Hashem Kafi uh, as as compared to Tfilas Hashem is also Nasev Nishma. Kirak Mach Moshe Nister Mimenu Nekra Tyrus Hashem. It's only called Tyrus Hashem, an element, an aspect of Tyra that for us is beyond. When we get there, Nasev Tyrus then we're going to incorporate it, and it's going to become my Tyra. Ach Bechinas. That Bechina of Nishma, which is which is holding at a Bechina of Nishma that's even at the Tchila of Atzilis. The, the, the beginning of Atzilis is what we're saying is the Rashis Nekudas Habria. So what's beyond that? What He, Tyrus Hashem Be'emes. That's something that's actually Tyrus Hashem. It's the element or the aspect, uh, so to speak, of Tyrus that's actually beyond the Bria. That's Nishma as compared to any Tyrus within the Bria. Ki because at that point there's still Taira, the uh, but that Taira is Taira Hashem, it's not within the Bria. So, two points uh, maybe that will, will help us uh, understand. When it comes to Taira, let's talk about an idea. Uh, when we learn Taira, we have Shaklavitario. We're able to talk about cases in the Mishnayis. We're able to open up a Chumash. We're able to see Halachas. We're able to see things that present themselves as stories. It's something that we can relate to. We can say that there's depth that we don't understand. We can say that there's Pneumius. But at the end of the day, a person can go to the base Medrash and they can talk. They can, or there can be a Rebbe and a Talmud. It can be taught over. There's a certain, there's a certain structure to Tyra. However, when when a person talks about an idea, it doesn't necessarily inherently have any sort of a structure. So, for instance, Lamashal, let's say a person closes their mind, and I say, think about a an idea, think about an emotion, think about a concept, and I say, happiness. Okay, and I say, describe it. If I want to now describe it, I'm going to have to I'll take a step back. I'm going to have to think about how would I present to somebody in order that they can wrap their mind around it. And then once a person goes through the process, that'll actually convert back to an idea. The idea does not inherently have any sort of a structure. It's a feeling. It's a notion. Somebody could have something in their gut. When we say Tyrus Hashem, that the 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 uh, by the uh, at the level of the our ain saif or of a kodesh brichu chadho, the the way that a kodesh baruch is Tyra, as it were. It's not this. Not that it's not the same. The Hakadosh Baruch Hu made a miracle that it was mitzamtim rotzen Hashem inside of a Torah that relates to the Bria that has a structure and there's a system of spheres and it comes down. That's because Hakadosh Baruch Hu created Yeshmei Ai and the miracle that there could be some sort of a concept of a structure within a Bria that would be meaningful to us, so that we can now go through the stages. In my example, now understand the way that you're going to present the idea of happiness and relate to something that does not inherently have a structure. But the Torah Hashem, at that level, there's no structure, there's no Rosh, there's no Torah, there's no Sof, there's no nothing. It's beyond. At that level, it's it, it's not subject to an idea. I, I believe Rav Moshe Shapiro says, that we're talking about Nasev Anishma, that by Sinai it says that Klal Yisrael saw the thunder and heard the lightning. And the, the way I think I saw it inside also, and I heard Ravon Lopiansky present it, said, some, when you see something, if you really want to get a flavor for it, you could take a step back, you could open your eyes for a, a split second, you could see it and then close your eyes and you have the full picture. If I would show you a section of the picture at a time, then it, it would lose time. You wouldn't actually see it. Even some parts of the picture, by the way, might be dark spaces if it's a painting. So maybe, maybe over the, you know, there's parts that don't have actual part of the substance. But to get the full flavor, you have to see the entire thing at once. 
You split it up and you 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 lose you lose context even if you're able to see every piece. If you're gonna hear something shmia, then if I just uh, all at once I just spit out all my words. There's no structure. There's no organization. I'm just like you know hysterical. You're totally gonna lose it. To be able to hear something is to have a chito chadibur to have a structure. One word after the other, uh, distinct. One concept after the other in a certain organization. That's where you hear it. If you would hear something all at once, the way that you would see it, or you would see something one piece at a time, neither one of those would work. So the way that I remember it is that Klai Yisrael, when they related to the Bria, there are certain aspects of the Bria that you can only relate to uh, all at once. And there are certain, there's a certain element of the Bria, it's rational, it's, it's the way that you understand that there's, it's Batarishmi, it's one step at a time. Klai Yisrael saw the Bria all at once. They understood the full concept of Batarishmi'a, and they understood everything also that it makes sense that there's a system and rational to the point that everything, they were able even to see the things that are normally heard and they were able to hear the things that are normally seen. They understood that a certain clarity at that moment, that a certain clarity in every aspect and every relationship in the Bria, that there were none of those barriers just in terms of the presentation. Tairus Hashem is something that's not subject, uh, that's not inherently subject to these limitations but by us, so we use the shame Moshul, that Tairus Hashem is just something that's beyond what we understand, but there is an aspect at a certain altitude of Tyra that's inherently before it gets described, that's called Tyrus Hashem. The second thing, actually, I'm going to do, let me, let's see if we can finish a little bit uh, to where we want to get to, and if we have time, I'll mention it uh, afterwards. After a person is going through this process, Nasa Venishma, they're growing in Tyra until they expand, going Darga, one step at a time, one Olam at a time, until they get to the point where it's it's beyond anything that can become Tyrusai. Kishinichlal Be'ein Saif, the, it, it, it's already, if you think about, let's say you have a, a fire and then you have a match or a candle that's on fire, if you bring the candle closer and closer and closer into the fire, you could still see what's on the wick as opposed to the fire. At some point it becomes nichlal, it gets closer and it starts joining until it gets that the, that the it's nichlal in the Ainsof. Azai hanasei bechinas tyrus Hashem mamish. There's a three-year-old tyra. There's five-year-old tyra. There's ten-year-old tyra. There's twenty-year-old tyra. A person's going to learn bavli rishalmi kabbalo. All this, and at some point, it becomes more and more abstract, more and more bechlal. Uh, that that we see that our tyra is an incredibly unifying tyra. Everything comes together until it becomes nichlal to the point that you you it, it's no longer almost has a separate identity a separate entity. It becomes close to what we're talking about. That's already going to be Tyrus Hashem. Tyrus Hashem Mamish, at that point in our Nasev Nishma dynamic, that is Nase, Vahanishma Hibachinas Tfilas Hashem. And the Nishma is going to be Tfilas Hashem. Let's talk about this for a second. Tyra so we said that the struggle. We started off the. We we started off this whole Torah saying that when there's a gzar din in the world, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to consult with the tzaddikim because really Torah loy b'shemayim he and involves the tzaddikim and everything is gzar. Any gzar din is really a psak of Torah because istakal baraisu bara alma. Hakadosh Baruch Hu looked into the bria and looked into the Torah and created the bria. The Torah is a blueprint for the world. Now, even though, like we said, at a level of Torah Hashem, it's nothing that we can relate to. It's nothing tangible. But within the Tyra, within whatever Bechina of Tyra there is, that's the Shairesh of what all of the rules and the Gzar Din, Gzar is to cut off, right? It's a structure, it's a Psak. Psak is a, is a stopping point. That's the structure of where that's going to be.
There is something that's higher than that. What's higher? Tefillah, right? We, we, we've said many times that tefillah goes beyond teva, goes beyond anything else. It's at the level of relationship. To help contextualize this, I'm going to, the Prapaz, the Chachma talks about it as well, but I'm, I'm going to say some uh, of art that I heard. I don't remember. It might have been actually Rav David Gottlieb. Uh, it says on Rosh Hashanah, we asked that a Kaddish Baruch who should have Rachmim. So he asked, things of David Gottlieb, that, that, Rosh Hashanah is Yom Hadin. That's what it is. You can ask a Kaddish Baruch Hu to, to deal with you in Rachmim instead of Din, but if a Kaddish Baruch Hu would apply Rachmim instead of Din, then it's not Yom Hadin anymore. If Rosh Hashanah is inherently Yom Hadin, then there's no Makom to ask for Rachmim. You can ask that a Kaddish Baruch Hu should apply this on Hug in a different context, but not on Yom Hadin. Otherwise, you're asking a Kaddish Baruch Hu to just get, to, to, to just, uh, what, be Mavatal Rosh Hashanah? What's the request where we ask Kaddish Baruch Hu for Rachmim? And the way that I remember he explained like this. Said, we know that it says that HaKadosh Baruch who wanted to create the world with Din, and Hashem saw that the world couldn't exist with Din, so He created it with Rachman. So what's the ultimate? The ultimate is Ba'atzim Din. That's really the clarity. That's how HaKadosh Baruch who wanted to create the world. That's one way of looking at it. On the other hand... We say, Oilam Chesed Yibana. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu create the world? HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't have to create reward and punishment. The whole system of reward and punishment is really a Chesed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the opportunity to earn. Instead of being Namadachisufa, instead of being a handout, we're oversimplifying a little bit. The idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could allow us to be creators of our own reality, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would allow us to earn, that's the Chesed. In order to earn, there has to be a system, there has to be accountability, there has to be reward and punishment. So when we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to create the world with Din, that's not because the world was supposed to exist with Din. That's because the world was supposed to exist with the ultimate Chesed. The ultimate Chesed requires a system of Din. What's the problem? That nobody would ever be able to access that chesed because we couldn't survive in order to have accountability and reward and punishment if there's actually a challenge. That means some percentage of the time people aren't going to survive, which means that nobody would live until day two or week two or year two or whatever it is. And therefore we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, really the ultimate point is not din, the ultimate point is chesed. Din is a hechatimtza to get to chesed. And therefore the point of Yom HaDin is not to apply din. The point of Yom HaDin is the system whereby to have the ultimate chesed. So, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tachlis, the tafkid for the Bria, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tafkid for the Bria is that there should be chesed. We say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the chesed will be accomplished more by dealing with us b'tayrus rachmim than b'straight tayrus din because the din is really a means to the end. It's not actually the end in and of itself. Okay, what does that have to do with over here? Taira is the system of din. It's the system of reward and punishment. It's the system of mitzvahs and averis. It's the expression by which there's going to be a structure of the world, even though we said at a certain at a certain altitude, so to speak, it doesn't exist in that form. But that's what that, that that's the bechina of Taira. Tefillah is the bechina of relationship with the Kaddish Baruch. Hu. Marm Bracha says Malbini Barcheni. He writes that the Kaddish Baruch Hu should have rachmim. Uh, the 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 tefillah the, the is where we tap into the relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu that transcends even this, the system uh, or the Bechina at that level of Taira. And therefore, Taira is still has Chesed and Mishpat. There is going to be a system that's inherent in Taira. 
Tefillah is Betaris Nishma. Tefillah uh, Hashem is at that level. We tap into the Yud Gimel Midas Rachimim, right? You can tap into something that goes even beyond uh, at a more primal level that, that, that resonates, that connects us with our Kodesh Baruch Hu, even, and it's not irrational, meaning it, we're saying it, it, it makes sense. If you can anchor yourself in, uh, to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you would say, a rice of a Baruch Hu also Yisrael of a rice of a Baruch Hu We also have that connection with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, perhaps, I'm suggesting. If we, this is how I'm learning this. If we can relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu at that level of tefillah, it's, it's an, not just a, a, a melech and an, an adon and an evid, but a Kaddish Baruch Hu is an av and a ben. The relationship goes beyond what we did, right? If a son goes off, they do whatever it is. So, uh, later on, we have later on the father will help the son clean it up. But the the, the relationship resonates. A, a kid comes back and he says, "Yes, I understand. They do things. I don't know how to fix it. The truth is, maybe there's no way to fix it." But at the, that doesn't mean that we're done because the bridge between the father and the son goes deeper or higher, however you want to look at it, than anything that was actually done that would require reward and punishment. And therefore, if we could appeal to that, that's beyond, that's nishma. And at that level, therefore, in one sense, we'd say Taras Hashem is nishma. But in one sense, even the Taras Hashem is nasa and the tefillah is nishma. Okay, I wanted to uh, get a little further, Mamish, in the middle over here, but we're going to stop over here. Uh, and Bez Hashem move forward next time.